When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. It is so good to have you here on this Wednesday afternoon. We've got a lot of NBA playoffs. That means Jerry Reynolds, Ryan Sacktown, all coming up for you in one minute. And holy moly, Jim Boboli joins us. Ryan in Sacktown. Uh, Jerry, how are you this week? Good. I want your everybody see my shirt there, buddy. Yeah, good, I'm just it. gonna say, Ryan, he is just sporting it today, isn't he? I'm man. You know, looking good, Jerry. Never looked yeah. better, my friend. You know, as hey, long as I free, free hat, free free shirt, can't free. be better. Free, free, free is the way the reason why Jerry is so happy at this stage in his life. He's gotten a lot of things in life for free. Look at that smile that that does it for you right there. Oh yeah, I mean that's uh, that's what it's all about. I mean, like I say, and and getting social security that's even better. Wow. Okay. Well, we're we're okay <laughs> that we're not getting free, uh, by any we're, stretch. <laughs> Ryan and I are okay that we're not yet getting social security, Jerry. I don't want to make you feel bad, but we're okay with that. Well. You may all be run out time you guys get to try to get it. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Break your bubble there a little bit. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. Um, You know, I didn't think about that, Jerry. Now all of a sudden you've ruined my freaking day. And I I, I may, I am eligible, you know, to get Social Security right now, but it would be at a a lower denomination. But I may have to think about this, Jerry. Take it. (laughs) Better, better get them while you can. I don't know. I mean, I, I waited till I think I was 67, uh-huh. 68, I think. And uh, so, you know. Yeah. Who okay. knows? All right, Jerry, I want to start with you. Is there one aspect of the Lakers-Warriors series that has surprised you? The Lakers can close out the Warriors tonight. Anything jump out at you from this series? Well, I think the – a couple of things. I mean, I think the poor play of uh, Clay Thompson and uh, and Jordan Poole, uh, you know, they've just been ineffective. Uh, and then, of course, even though the, the Lakers are up, but, you know, they if it's not for uh, Walker, uh, you know, in that in that last game, you know, I don't know that the Lakers win. So I, I, I guess what I'm saying is I think the Lakers are going to win the series because they they've been more consistent and have gotten 
their bench has been better. Uh, but I think the Warriors will win tonight. I mean, Curry's so great yep. that he, you know, he gave the Warriors a chance to win uh, when nobody else did squat. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's just his brilliance. And I, I always say that's that's why I think they probably got a chance to win another game. But, you know, LeBron and Anthony Davis, uh, uh, you know, they can do enough most nights so that if they just get a little bit of support from the support players, uh, they're going to have a chance to win. Ryan? Balance. Uh, Golden State only has three guys averaging in double digits right now in this series. The Lakers have six. So everybody's sharing the ball on the L.A. side. And even out of the three on Golden State between Curry, uh, Thompson, and Wiggins, the numbers aren't tip- or not as high as they usually are. But on the flip side, it is Steph Curry. We saw what he just did to the Kings, and he can explode at any time. So that's the variable. Ryan, you're picking the Warriors to win this game coming up tonight? Uh, no, I think the Lakers may close it out tonight. Okay. I really do. All right. And you're saying that based on how well uh, Anthony Davis is playing or what? It, yeah, I, I like the balance. I like what they've got the last couple games out of uh, Lonnie. I, I really just I, I like the way they're playing. They've stayed healthy. And uh, I just think that they're they're really steady right now. Not too high, not too low, and just playing I'm, well. I'm going to look into the future a little bit. I'm going to say what if. What if the Lakers win the championship this year and Anthony Davis continues to be a big part of it? That would change his whole legacy, would it not? I mean, that would change the way people talk about him because people have always talked about, you know, so talented, but gee, the guy's always hurt and blah, blah, blah. Jerry, wouldn't that – I mean, that, that would put him on a, on a certain pedestal maybe? Well, I, I think so. It would change a lot of the narrative because it'd be his second championship. Mm-hmm. And uh, certainly uh, he, he he really hasn't had a very good regular season. But, uh, you know, regular season doesn't count once the, play, the playoffs start. And uh, and so, yeah, I, I agree. I think that uh, that puts him, you know, at a much higher level. I always say it's a little bit similar in a way to what Pal Gasol was when he went to the Lakers. You know, he wasn't. You know, he had some raps against him, but then the two championships there with Kobe, I think we look at Powell very differently, as we should. And so, to me, it it is on Anthony Davis, to, and he has come up pretty big, although yep. he's had some uh, walkabout games, too. But uh, if they were to go ahead and win the championship, then I think you got to give him big props. Ryan, what do you think? Because yeah. championship in 2020, you can't take it away from them, but a lot of people, ah, it's the bubble. You know, they don't really give it full credit. You win now, I, people can't take that away from you. I'm not saying that you can take 2020 away, but this is different. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think it does place him in a different spot. Um, you know, LeBron at this stage in his career is much different than LeBron of the past where, mm-hmm. you know, LeBron just kind of had a couple sidekicks and LeBron was the guy. Now Anthony Davis is somewhat of an equal to him, and this is just as much about him as it would be about LeBron winning a championship this year. All right, if the Warriors lose tonight or if they don't win three in a row – Jerry, is this the end of their dynasty? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, uh, you know, it's, to me, uh, they're going to have – they got some big uh, questions to answer in the offseason. And, uh, you know, Jordan Poole obviously has been a huge disappointment. And, and the contract he's got, I don't know what you do there. I've always said that was a – I thought it was a terrible mistake at the time to sign him to that because he was a restricted free agent and you didn't have to do that. 
<laughs> and I'm pretty sure they wish they hadn't now. But uh, then Draymond Green has a player option. Uh, he's probably going to pick it up. Uh, I, I suspect they might want to move on from Draymond uh, at this time, to be honest with you. So, and, and Steph, as great as he is, uh, you know, he, he's probably got one or two more major star level years in him, I think. So, yeah, the uh, as far as the Warrior dynasty and a championship, serious championship contender, I, I would say this is it. All right. This just broke. Uh, both De'Aaron Fox and Domantas Sabonis have been named third All-NBA team. Let me give you the three teams that was just announced. Uh, again, the first team, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Luka Doncic, Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, Giannis Adetokounmpo. Second team, Stephen Curry, Donovan Mitchell, Jimmy Butler, Nikola Jokic, Jalen Brown. Third team, Damian Lillard, De'Aaron Fox, LeBron James, Julius Randle, and Domantas Sabonis. What do you think, guys? Well, that sounds uh, good to me. I mean, you can always argue about somebody should be on the second team as opposed to third or first and second, all that. I I mean, all those guys are deserving of being all NBA, in my opinion. It's just a matter of what team. I think the surprise would be that LeBron uh, being on the third team, which I think is fair. I think it's very fair uh, that, but, uh, you know, that shows that uh, Father Time Works uh, works as one. You think Luca? You, th you think Luca should have been on the first team? The team didn't even make the playoffs. I, I don't. No, I don't either. I, I, no. no, I don't think so. I don't think he he had a, a good stat year, but that yeah, I would have. I think you could have made the case regardless of put him on the third team, uh, because if you're going to put Shea Gilgis Alexander on the first team, they weren't a really a highly successful team, and so yeah, I I, I would. I would say third team would be about the highest I'd, I'd see for Luca this year. Ryan, anything surprise you with those 15 names? No, I, I think the most surprising thing is hearing Fox and Sabonis amongst that group of 15 individuals. That's pretty yep. amazing. Um, but I, I would say you're probably going to hear some stuff about uh, the Joker and Embiid. Embiid, obviously, MVP campaign, so he deserves to be on the first team. But other than that, I think that's fair. The Lucas stuff, I'm with you guys on there. All right, so Ryan, we didn't get to your answer. Do you think this is the end of the Warriors dynasty tonight or or this week? I, I think it's the end of the dynasty as we know it. I, I, I think you're still, like Jerry said, you're still going to have some productive years out of Curry. I think the pool issue, yeah, it's a really bad contractor. It looks that way at this point. Mm -hmm. um, but does that resolve itself with Draymond, you know, possibly not coming back? You remember the punch at the beginning of the season, and it just feels like that got the Warriors off to the wrong start, and things just have not been right. So um, it, we're going to see shakeups, but you never know. That team's been very successful for a very long time. Uh, Kevin, do me a favor. If you have any issues, send me an email, please. Send me an email to gnapier at gmail.com, and we'll look into it for you. That's gnapier at gmail.com. All right, let's look at some of the other series. And uh, Nikola Jokic, I mean, Jerry, how good – I mean, you, you've watched so many different eras of NBA basketball, and I, I think it's very difficult to say, well, this guy is better than that guy from a different era. But, but how special – I'll use the word special. How special is Jokic? <laughs> well, you know, he's he's kind of a one of one. Uh, I don't know that I've ever seen a, a center of that size so skilled. You know, he he honestly reminds me of a, a, a center version of Larry Bird at small forward. You know, the, the guy that can shoot the three, make uh, run the offense through, you know, because basically he's their point center. And uh, 
No, he's a, he's a marvelous player and, and, you know, he doesn't have to jump over people, but he's, when you have all the skills and he does, he's fundamentally extremely sound and he's so huge and seems to have good stamina, which, you know, as you know, when he first came to the league, there was a couple of years there. You just wondered if he was, how effective he was going to be. Yeah. And now he's, you know, now he's an all time great, but yeah, I'd, when you talk about all time, great centers, uh, his name's got to be mentioned. And he's got, barring injury, you know, a good 10 years left in him. Yeah, he certainly got his five five or six of his best years ahead, yep. you know, before he probably declines. Uh-huh. Right yeah, now, is he? Uh, he's so special. He, he could play old school basketball where the center was a center and still be this good. And he can play in this version of the NBA where, you know, basically, like Jerry said, he's a point center. Um, he's surprisingly quick. He's got a great first step and he is just a durable, well-minded basketball player. And one you probably won't see for a very long time at that position again. Any of you surprised that Phoenix has not played better in their losses? I'm, I'm a little bit, although, you know, they, they hadn't really looked like what we thought they were going to look like. And then of course the Chris, uh, you know, Paul, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, with him, his injury, Chris Paul's injury, that certainly, uh, if nothing else, it makes their bench so much thinner. And I mean, I think, you know, quite honestly, Booker has been brilliant, uh, you know, and, and Durant has been extremely good. I, I don't think Durant has played, you know, if you look at his shooting numbers and all, it's just not off the charts. He's, he's terrific, but, but I mean, that's the problem they've got. They've got two guys that you got to guard. And the rest, even eight, and, you know, there's just nobody else that can hurt you much. Ryan, I'll ask you. I mean, you know, you played college ball. You, you've been around the game. Do you feel that this just goes to show you that you need time? You can't just throw guys on the court and expect it. You know, I mean, think about this. Durant only had, what, a, a handful of games before the before the playoffs began. So he – Paul Booker now pulls out of the lineup. Do you buy into that? I mean, I'm not taking anything away from Denver, but I think I correct me if I'm wrong. You and I both thought after the trade and leading up to the playoffs that if Phoenix were healthy, they were our pick to go to the finals. And yes. here they are. They're one game away from not even making it to the third round. Yeah, um, you absolutely need time. Uh, with the caveat, Durant is the one superstar that I felt like could hop into a system and be able to be productive because he is kind of he fits the mold for everything that most teams do. But um, you, you have to have time to gel together. I mean, you got to get to know the way where people are going to be. You got to get to know each other's games. And I know these guys see each other in the offseason, but it's much different when you get to the NBA playoffs. And then you take Chris Paul out of the equation. That makes mm -hmm. it even more difficult because now you're asking more of Kevin Durant in terms of distributing um, because you got to kind of break that up between him and Booker. But yeah, it, it goes to show you, you need time to gel. You know, the, what, one last thing on that is, which has surprised me a little bit, but honestly, I think Booker has been the best player. Uh, yes. He has been uh, really a better player than Durant to, to date, you know, and he, of course I think he's raised his game up to major star status. You know, I tell somebody other day, he, he just reminds me of a smaller Kobe Bryant, you know, his, his, his determination, his ability to get shots, his ability to take tough shots and make them, uh, yeah. He's uh, you know, he's keeping them in there. 
Hey, I want to talk to you about Bennett's uh, Roseville, Sacramento, and soon coming to Rockland. Just got a message yesterday that uh, uh, my buddy is taking his wife there for Mother's Day with their family. Looking forward to it, and they are good to go. And I hope you're good to go for Mother's Day. I hope you're good to go when you want to go out and get a, a great meal. You will find it at Bennett's Roseville on Eureka and Lead Hill. And then, of course, Howe and Fair Oaks in Sacramento. Don't forget about their weekend prime rib, the weekend brunch. They have over 50 different types of wine available by the glass. Prime seafood and steak. You need more information, just go to Bennett'sRestaurants.com. That's Bennett'sRestaurants.com. All right, gentlemen, so we've got those two series covered. Let's move along to Jimmy Butler, the Jimmy Butler Heat. I, I got to tell you, when Tyler Hero went down for the year, when this all began in this postseason, I'm like, well, that's it. Miami's done. Here they are. They polish off Milwaukee. They're one one away from being a eighth seed and going to the Eastern Conference Finals. And you can put it, you can put this team, Jerry, right on the back of Butler. Oh, he, he's been as good as any individual player in the league. And, uh, you know, Jimmy, I always said he is playoff Jimmy because during the regular season, he's a pretty average player. And mm -hmm. when the playoff starts, uh, you know, he just takes it to new levels. You know, and, and we tend to forget that, that the Atlanta Hawks beat them in the original play-in. Yeah. Uh, people have Great forgotten point. that. Great point. And I, I thought then, I said, well, these guys are dead in the water. They're done. Yeah. You know, and, and here they are. And and as you I couldn't agree more, it's really on Jimmy Butler and uh, and Eric Spolster. What a marvelous coach. Great coach. You know, Great you coach. got a bunch of undrafted guys, and yep. then they pick up, you know, Kevin Love. And, you know, Kevin's not the same player, but he, you know, they figure out how to get some value out of him where – you know, Cleveland uh, couldn't find a place to play him, you know, that sort of thing. It's just uh, those two guys. I mean, it's, uh, to me, it's the Butler and Spolster show. Yeah, I, I was lucky enough to uh, talk to Nando ex for an extended period of time about this Heat team uh, last week. And Real quickly, for the people that don't know, Nando is uh, a huge Miami fan and has a podcast called Miami Sports Vibes that he puts out, and he's on top of all of the – Miami team. So I just wanted to throw that in there. If you yeah, want to check you, it out, man. it's Miami sports vibes. Go ahead. Yeah, buddy. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and he said, it is all about this Miami system. They find players to fit their system. There's a reason that Spolstra has been there so long. There's stability with Pat Riley and ownership. Um, and they're just, they're playing like a team and they look like a team on the mission. And if you had to put me to the floor today, to pick a team to come out of the Eastern Conference, I'm picking Miami. Jimmy Butler has been amazing, and uh, he's doing it injured, too. So I, I just love the way they're playing and they're a joy to watch. I'm picking Miami, too, because as good as Philadelphia has looked in their wins and their one went away from advancing, I still cannot put my marbles in the basket of James Harden in big games. Now, I don't think that series is over because the games have been very close. You know, I mean, let's face it, Boston going to have to figure out a way to win a very difficult game six in Philadelphia. Joel Embiid is a special player. Harden in the wins has been very good in the losses. He's been awful. Jerry, we talked about this. You mentioned Anthony Davis. It seems like the stars of the league, Jason Tatum being another. Like, the, the inconsistency right now is puzzling to me because you never saw this with Jordan or Bird. I don't remember, like, 
Shaq and Kobe having bad games, you know, like I'm just trying to do this off the top of my head. Now it seems like our, our stars are having awful games from time to time in the playoffs. Yeah. That, that part surprised me. I mean, you know, stars in the past had what you'd call maybe off games, but never just terrible games right. where they were a negative. And you're seeing that with top guys a little more. So I, I really don't have an explanation other than I do think that, uh, you know, coaching and uh, some of the defensive schemes has a little bit to do with it, but I don't think much. Uh, you know, I, I agree with your take on Philly, but I I think for them, uh, uh, Tyrese Maxey is is the uh, is is the the key when he's good, and uh, certainly he is very good most of the time and competes very well. And uh, I think they can beat Boston and probably could beat Miami, but I think he's the key. Yeah, Heat play the Knicks coming up in a couple of minutes. Joe, do you think Boston maybe is not as good as we all thought? What do you see when you watch the the C's play? I, yeah, I think uh, I overrated them a little bit. I, I think, uh, you know, Al Horford, I'm not sure what you can count on there a little bit. Uh, I think uh, Marcus Smart, I'm just not convinced, you know, as a true point guard, he can't really penetrate the ball very well. You know, he's a ball mover. Uh, good defender. I think he's not as good as he gets credit for. Uh, so I, I think there's a couple little things there. You know, I mean, I, Tatum and Brown, they depend on those guys so much. And then then I, I agree with some of the other people I've heard. I think they look to shoot the perimeter shot too much. You know, they, they really don't get it. I mean, they're, they're playing like this, like the Warriors, but then they're not that type team. They need to get to the basket, get to the line more. Jerry, yeah. what do you think? What, what do you, Ryan, I want to get to this real quick. What do you think about Keegan Murray? Will he take a huge jump this offseason, Jerry? Do you think this is where, you know, as good as he was in the games four, five, six, and seven, he played very well in the back half of the, the playoffs against the Warriors, or maybe it was five, six, seven, I can't remember. But wh what do you think? Do you, do you agree that this could be a big three? Well, yeah. I I mean, I think he's got tremendous potential. And I'll say this, and I said this on another podcast I was doing and I said you know people forget and I'm old enough I don't and some things but uh he had a better rookie year than Paige Stoyakovich did oh now, by far by, by far. far now I'm not saying he's as good as Paige or will be as good but at right. some point you got to give credit where credit's due he had a marvelous rookie year you know he started slow but the thing about him that always amazed me and I've said this before is uh, you know, he seems to figure stuff out. It's like in the summer league, his first couple of games weren't very good. By the end of the summer, he's probably the best player in summer league. Yep. He started off the season slow, you know, was just basically a spot shooter, uh, didn't rebound, didn't defend. Uh, and by the end of the year, he, you know, he's rebounded at a pretty reasonable rate. And then in the playoffs, he was overwhelmed those first couple of games. And then by the end of the playoffs, he might have been – he and Monk were probably the best players. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan. I, I, I honestly, I, I'll go out on a limb here. I, I really think the, the Kings need to make him the starting small forward. That's his position. I think that uh, Harrison going forward probably should be, and I think he's got the mentality for it to be an off the bench backup three, four. And then the Kings obviously got to probably find somebody that fits with Sabonis better at the power position, you know, but, but I think Keegan is, He's part of the solution. Before I get to Ryan, so I know a lot of fans want you to embellish that a little bit. Why do you think he is small forward? What, what, what? Explain to the fans why you think that. 
Well, I think I think just his body type it would be better for that. Obviously, he he's lively. He runs extremely well, and the fact he's a great deep shooter. You know, I mean, he shot over forty percent as a rookie, for goodness yep. sakes. And uh, and so, and I think uh, defensively, it's easier matchups for him. You know, he I think the real power guys, some of them really give him trouble. But I think we saw as the year went, you know, his ability to get in the passing lanes, his length. And I think as a rebounder, he'll be a good rebounder for a small forward. He's not a good rebounder for a power forward. So just, you know, I, I just think common sense tells you that that's the direction it needs to go. Yeah, let me add on to that really quick. If you look at Keegan right now and you look at the tools that it would take to make him an excellent four in this league versus the tools it would take to make him an excellent three with his body type and athleticism, three is the natural spot. Um, you know, it would be much harder to bulk him up, get him ready for more of that physical play down low, whereas you can get him more explosive. You can get him quicker um, being tall and a little bit more lengthy. So I think three is right there, Jerry. Uh, very well uh, said. Sea Dog chimes in. Well, Sea Dog, uh, if the Nuggets don't make it past the second round, now the table is set up as well as it could be. They're they've shown that they're the better team. I'm not. They just have. They've shown they're the better team. And the same thing with Philadelphia. Philly has shown that they're just a little bit better right now. I think it just depends on their stars, obviously, which you could say about a lot of teams. But yeah, Philadelphia, if Philadelphia should lose this series now after going home for game six, oh boy, that would not be a pleasant place to be in the city of brotherly love. No, it would probably cost Doc his job. Uh, you know, when it's, when it started, I mean, they were the third seed, but but now it's, you know, things change. Just as I think Mike Malone, I think uh, his job would be on the line if the Nuggets don't get at least – you know, maybe to the conference finals. And I, and I don't, and I certainly don't think that uh, the, you know, the Denver can find a better coach. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> a lot of teams change coaches for no good reason. <laughs> Toronto comes to mind. Milwaukee. And, uh, uh, you know, that they'll, they'll probably like Portland did a couple of years ago. And, uh, and then, you know, you reap your rewards at some point, but, but anyway, that's the way it works in the league that expectations, uh, Gets ahead of reality sometime. Were you surprised? Mike Budenholzer gone in Milwaukee. Giannis injured game one, missed games, what, two and three, missed a couple games, and they lose to Miami, and he's out the door. What do you think about that? Well, I think it's a terrible mistake on their part. I'm not saying that, you know, where, where Budenholzer maybe did make a mistake or two. I mean, who doesn't? Uh, but, I mean, he, he was a, a championship coach, and, you know, and they had the best record in the league, and they start the playoffs basically, especially with their best player and maybe the, the overall best player in the league possibly, uh, missing a good part of the playoffs. I, I, I mean, I, if there's ever, a, you know, an excuse, I think they, you know, they have it. But uh, if you want to change coaches, change coaches. All hey. I know is Mike Budenholzer yep. is a quality coach, and they're going to have a tough time getting somebody better. I got to tell you, I didn't think you made any mistakes when you coached the Kings. You knew you weren't very good, and you coached accordingly. Well, there was there was one mistake back in the spring of 47, but that was the only one I can think of. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, I've always wondered, you know, coaches that start a season like you did, and I, I mean this in all sincerity, 
when you just know that you're not going to win a lot of games, right? And there's nothing you can do about it. You just have to say, I need to stay on to this job as long as I can because the money's a hell of a lot better than being an assistant coach. I know I can't win. My boss knows I can't win. And the fans know I can't win. And yet everyone thinks that when we don't win, it's my fault. Yeah, it's tough sometimes. You know, it's like you say, when it re- when you know what re- the level of reality you're dealing with, it's like, at some point, it's like you point out, it's like, well, I need a job. I got it. I I, 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 so I need to work and I just got to make the best of it and, uh, you know, try to, you know, because that still goes back to my original thing with coaching is the only two things you can do is, is uh, you know, is utilize your players as best you can. Maybe they're not very, you, you know, talented, but get the most out of them you can and motivate them. And so that, that they're yep. trying hard most of the time well you know you can you can have teams and we've seen here in sacramento a lot there where the kings played harder and tried harder than the other team they just weren't as good right and uh you know that's that's what that's what's great about sports i mean you know you you can be a great competitor and still lose and and and, but that doesn't make you any less of a competitor either all right we got sea dog wants to know about the thoughts on jj reddick you know, Ryan, you and I, I think, talked about this recently. The, the, the trend in the NBA is to take uh, former players with no coaching experience yeah. and put them on the bench. I, I don't like that, but what's your thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, it is with the trend. Um, you know, he did come up from Duke. I played there under Coach K, so I'm sure there's some tutelage there. Um, but I, I don't know with the Raptors. I, I don't think that, you know, a lot of the really good um, head coaches that have been players, they've bit their teeth being assistant coaches first. And JJ has not done that in the NBA. So I'd like to see that experience. But who knows? I mean, Steve Kerr comes to mind, right? He gets thrown into uh, Golden State and look what he does. Well, if you had their players, you'd probably win too, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, there's a, there's examples of guys that had success. Kerr comes to mind. Uh, uh, Larry Bird comes to mind of guys that didn't really – but there's also the other side of guys getting jobs without the experience. Isaiah Thomas, uh, uh, trying to think, uh, Magic Johnson. Uh, there's been uh, uh, kind of there's been just about as many of those Steve Nash guys that uh, mm-hmm. got jobs without any actual experience on the bench. I think I don't know if Chauncey Billups had any either. Right? So you know, it's it's a you know it's a, it's a kind of a catch 22 my opinion is that i wouldn't do it anybody you know you can get good coaches get somebody that's uh, proven themselves at least as an assistant been with a successful franchise uh, you don't really have to take that gamble but uh you know i'm not saying that jj couldn't be a really good coach eventually but i i think it's a bit much just to uh say come out of the broadcast booth and be successful I mean, I know Doc Rivers did that, and he's yep. been been very, you know, at different times. He's had some failures, too. He's been fired a few times. but uh, So you can do it. But, yeah, I, I just think it's a bad trend. Uh, Jerry, I guess that's what I would say. Jerry, uh, just gut feeling. You think Jeff Van Gundy's ever going to coach again? I really don't. Uh, you know, he might like to, but I, I think he's, you know, he's kind of damaged goods now. Uh, in my opinion, uh, you know, just been out too long, maybe, uh, you know, in the Van Gundys, they've, they've got their kind of niche, 
Uh, I've always thought Jeff was a far better coach than Stan, to be oh, honest. Oh, me too. But, and, uh, you know, and I think he could do well, but I just I just think that ship has probably sailed. Hmm. Interesting. Why do you why do you say damaged goods, Jerry? Well, I think, you know, once you once you've been out of in, in Jeff's case, I think less so, except that he's been out of the game so long. You know, I mean, he hadn't coached in probably 20, almost 20 years. And uh, so so that's a long time. And then, of course, Stan has has really uh, been fired from his last two or three jobs. You know, I mean, yeah. there's only so many firings you get. <laughs> and and made a, and basically made a lot of money. So and so that that's the only thing I'd say. I mean, when you've got a lot of guys that are available to coach, who have been, you know, and had success. I mean, like, would you hire Jeff Van Gundy over Mike Budenholzer? I wouldn't. You know, they're both available. Uh, Nick Nurse. Uh, you know, those are guys that have won. A lot of games and championships yeah. and are available. So so that's part of it too. It's like there's only so many jobs and there's usually an awfully a lot of good candidates available. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we had someone ask about, you know, will Mark Jackson become a head coach again? I, I think Jerry, the point you're trying to make is the longer you're away from it, the harder it is to get back in. And that, you know, Dave Yeager is entering that period now i know he's a the lead assistant for doc and when you're you know a lead assistant your your chances are better but i mean to me i think if dave yeager is going to become an nba head coach again i think it's got to happen in the next two or three years that's my opinion oh i i, I couldn't agree more i mean i think yeah you know the longer you're not a head coach and dave has had two head coaching jobs so uh probably it'd have to break just right for him i mean that's the thing you never know about there's so many assistants now, and it's hard to really get the rep to give an opportunity. I always think in terms of Elston Turner, terrific assistant coach for and been on a lot of highly successful teams, and he's never even been, gotten an interview. You know, I mean, really. How about that? J.J. Reddick, Elston mm -hmm. Turner? I'll take Elston Turner. And yeah, I, I will, too. I'll pick him up at the airport. He can live at my house. Yeah, I, I, I've never understood how Elston Turner never got an opportunity. I just... I've never understood that. I uh, I just think he would have been a really good uh, NBA head coach. All right, what about this? Nikola Vucevic, free agent. How would he fit in in Sacramento, gentlemen? I, I don't think it's a bad signing, to be honest with you. And uh, you bring him in, you could sometimes play with Sabonis and move Sabonis to the four. And Vuce, uh, Nikola would also give you that space that Sabonis would need to operate because he's such a good three-point shooter at times. So that's what's really big about having another big nexus to Sabonis. It, Sabonis is the spacing that it requires. Yeah, I, I, I mean, he's a really good player. I mean, he's an all-star level player and has been. Uh, and he, he would probably help. I think the, the thing I'd be concerned about is price. You're going to have to pay yep. a lot of money to get him. Yep. And, uh, you know, you've got some guys, you know, Sabonis coming up. you got some things to concern yourself. I'd be, this is my opinion, but I'd be far more interested in going after somebody like Nas Reed uh, mm -hmm. as a free agent who who really the athleticism that he has and, and, and all probably fits better with what the Kings need. Uh, you know, they, they kind of need a, a, a flyer and a banger and a wanger. And that could, and, and he can really shoot the three ball. So, and he's, you know, making a million nine yeah. with uh, Minnesota and, and will be a free agent. So, 
you know, I mean, yeah. those, I mean, that kind of guy, if you're not going to get a needle mover and Busevich isn't, uh, uh, to me, you'd, you'd better, you know, kind of don't destroy your cap. Yeah. Know? Well, Jared, he's only 23 too. He yeah. kind of fits yeah. that yeah. age and nucleus age that, uh, Monty McNair is looking for right now. Yeah. Yeah. That, that to me, I've, I've kind of scanned the things. I mean, certainly there's guys that would be, you know, if you could get Brooke Lopez would be the guy I'd rather on a, you know, basically you got about a two year window with him, but mm -hmm. he fits perfectly with what you're Perfect. looking for. He, Perfect. he can defend the center position and spread the floor. Perfect. Uh, as, uh, you know, but he's going to, I mean, I, I assume Milwaukee's going to do everything they can to keep him. And so he'd cost you a lot. Oh boy. And, uh, but Jerry, you and I, you and I watched, uh, you know, David Adelman pretty much become from a, you know, a, a, a young man into a, a coach and how well he's going up the, the coaching ladder. Um, what do you think about his opportunity? Do you think he will ever get a chance? Well, he should. You know, he should. Uh, I mean, he's the top assistant on one of the best teams and certainly yep. working for Mike Malone. He's worked for a top coach. His dad, a great coach, uh, grew up around it. Uh, yeah, he's a guy that you know, at some point, whether it's this year or two years from now, whatever, he really ought to be on, on all the lists. And he's he, right now, for some reason, he's not. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's, <laughs> I, I sometimes think, yeah, that's always, I always said it, it it's, uh, there's more scrutiny goes into back when I grew up, uh, uh, hiring a high school coach in Indiana, they'd have to go through committee meetings and, and, and different, <laughs> different things and special take special classes to get degrees. And then there is an NBA. It just takes, you know, or it takes an owner that likes you. That's it. That's exactly right. <laughs> that is exactly right. Well, guys, this has been a lot of fun. Jerry, take good care of that shirt now, okay? I don't want that thing getting scratched. I don't want, you know, you spilling anything on it. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying, and I will take care of it. I mean, right here, buddy. Right yeah. there. Yeah. You know, you, I, I don't, the only thing I thought, you you know, you just should have made, made your face bigger. So it just take up the whole. No, 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 no. My, my, my decision to make that face the way it is, is I didn't want you getting mugged and, you know, assaulted on your walks in Roseville. Okay. Well, I, I think I was worried about is some young, young women. They see, see that they say, Whoa, you know, Grant Napier. So, so anyway, oh yeah, I'll take yeah. good care of it. I appreciate that guys. Uh, Really enjoyed this. Thank you very much, Jerry. It's always fun talking with you, and uh, hopefully we can do it again next week. Absolutely. Thanks, uh, Grant. Ryan, always great. Of course. Thanks, Jerry. See a piece of work or what, my man? Oh, my gosh. He is the best. He he has a comeback for everything. And just one – he has a one-liner every time that knocks He's you off best. your feet. Summer of 47. Like, He's, the He's the best. He's the best. Hey, uh, if you want to uh, – uh, take care of any plumbing issues. You need a plumbing repair. This is the company that you need to contact. New Works Plumbing, they've got a fix for you. Just go to sacserviceplumbing.com or call the number on your screen. Remember, they're also available 24-7. That's New Works Plumbing, sacserviceplumbing.com. All right, so you think the Knicks hold serve tonight? I mean, when they hold, not hold serve, prevent themselves from going on vacation, or do you think Miami's going into the garden and winning? I think Miami goes into the garden and wins. Okay. Um, the, the games in New York have been fairly close, and I, I just really like the way this Miami team's playing yep. right now. I think Jimmy Butler explodes tonight. And you, you said you think the Lakers win tonight, so you're going I with do. two road teams. Well, wow. Two road teams to uh, close out series tonight. So we All will right. see if it pans out.
Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. I'm going to get ready for my open forum Wednesday over on Listen App, buddy. And uh, for those of you that are joining us, if you have not yet subscribed, please subscribe. We would really appreciate it. Don't worry. You're not going to be getting emails. You're not going to get a bill in the mail. You just hit subscribe. There's no obligation. It just lets you know when we're doing content and also uh, give us a thumbs up. All right, buddy. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. Appreciate it. Thanks, Grant. Great being back with you. Yeah, great being on as well with you. And uh, thank you so much for joining us right here on If You Don't Like That. We'll talk to you next time right here on If You Don't Like That. Bye-bye.